That's enough of that. Do not get on here rapping. I will kick you off so fast if you get on here rapping. Don't get on here rapping. I'm stacking, making it happen. <laughs> Hold on. Let me cook some more. I be stacking it, flipping it, getting it. Uh. <laughs> flipping it, whipping it, bricks while I'm pushing the dividends. Uh. And I'm rapping here. <laughs> and I'm stacking here. Head shaped like a deer. Uh. That's our new intro. That's our new intro. We just made that up all the spot. Yeah. No one's ever said those sequence of words before never ever in the history of of live radio. but but we can't hesitate because we've got so much to talk about this week this is, such, this is the most jam-packed episode of good bad more probably ever in april <laughs> in the month of april in the, in to the, this point to this point in the month of april the most jam-packed a- exhilarating episode but but honestly a lot's going on in in the sports world yeah in good bad more um, you know, we've got the NBA playoffs literally just around the corner uh-huh. starting next week. It's as tight as ever. It's the playing tournament starts next week. I believe it's, it's a uh, last very, is, very tight. Last game is on Easter. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's crazy in the Western. I mean, I think the Eastern conference is kind of decided already, but I'm pretty sure it's set. It's like already. completely set. Yeah. Um, and, but in the West it's like lose a game and. You're you, out. You could drop into the plan. You could go. You could drop out of the playoffs. Yeah, like, you're in Mavs territory. If you lose yeah. a game, you're you're. I mean, it's ferocious out there. Enough. It's ferocious out there. I know. Um, it's funny because like teams like the Bulls and like the Hawks, which wouldn't have a, a chance in the West, is just like they're in the East. <laughs> it's because the East is very heliocentric. Where, what, what was that word? That that's you, a really good word. Would you like to? I just threw out there. It's where everything revolves around. The center and the center oh. in the East is the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. They have a ton of wins, and the Cavs, to a as well, to a degree. They're like the kings of the of the East. The kings is in like an actual king or the no, like the Sacramento. <laughs> you know the basketball. What we're talking about? No, they're even they're <laughs> the the discrepancy between the Bulls and like the the Heat and between those teams and the Celtics and the Bucks and the Sixers is just insane. Like yeah. especially the Bucks and the and the and the Celtics. Those two teams are by far and away better than every other team in the Eastern Conference. And so it's, it's, a, it's a, why it's, a, it's why there's less parity in the Eastern Conference, yeah. less of a equal playing field. Yeah. I'm excited to see what our conversation is gonna be next episode. Next I mean episode. I mean a week from now where it's yeah. gonna be a whole new narrative. We're gonna have we're actually gonna have stuff to talk about so instead of hypotheticals. Things. Like yeah. as like sports commentators and people who do research on this type of stuff and pay attention it's like you want to have like a cohesive storyline and like no you know not a, i mean speculation is fun and all but you know you guys want the meat you want the content you want you want the the hard facts and the hard takes <laughs> you want the news the hot hard takes the hot costco bulk beef stick rotisserie take. takes <laughs> you want the rotisserie takes for that's a good section name. Let's 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 come up with a the rotisserie a, takes. Say, a section in our when we do hot takes called rotisserie takes. Yeah, and they're six ninety nine at Costco. Six ninety nine. We give them. We give <sighs> three meals. We right give there. six takes that we're we're confident in, and one that we're not. Yeah, that's the ninety nine. Oh, and what if like you have to guess which ones my not so confident? Which ones your ninety nine? Yeah. Well, 
which the takes we're not so sure about or like sketchy takes and then one mm-hmm. where we're like actually like yeah oh i like that idea yeah some rotisserie we're, takes. we're just brainstorming on the fly for you here we're just spitballing um, <laughs> we're just getting silly we on, the, on the air we do this um but yeah so western conference is really where all the action's happening <laughs> uh two of our our roommates are uh fans of two of the teams that are fighting for playoff positioning right now so it's interesting hearing the discourse in the house Mm -hmm. around that um for it's the for context it's the clippers and the the warriors Warriors, yeah it's the fierce debate it's very fierce debate and like and what's interesting as well is that what's interesting as well is that um when you you don't necessarily want to have a better seed. You might actually want a right. worse seed. Are the Suns a better team than than the Kings? I'd say no. I mean, you want the Suns post trading for KD have won a higher percentage of games than the Kings have. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, are they a better team? They're, it's not reflected in the record because it happened. At the trade deadline, mm-hmm. um, and they had a poor start to the regular season. Yeah, so now you um, have this dangerous middle season. So exactly, and like whoever has, they're the four, I believe, and then whoever has the five, even if they were the team in the in the the slog who came out on top, their prize is playing Kevin Durant, right. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton in the first round. Right, and but then then do you, you start, want that? I then don't you know. Start playing the day. now. Here comes the mind games too. Because exactly, like, exactly. Now it's like if you're if you're Steve Kerr and you're looking at playing either the Clippers or maybe the Suns. If you're locking up that that five six spot, then yeah. maybe you got to think about like, well, shoot, maybe I should drop below and start try to get the Kings. You try know? to get the Kings, yeah, or even the Grizzlies, or even the Grizzlies. Yeah, I don't know. You, I would. Take, I mean, I would take the Grizzlies. I would much Suns. rather play the the Grizzlies over the Suns if I were if I were the Warriors at least if I were the Clippers I would want to I think the Clippers are capable. The thing is with the Grizzlies is Grizzlies are going to play a play in team. So oh right right right. If you so the Kings and the uh, the Kings and the Suns are playing the two bottom the two the five and the six. That is such a weird. And then the Nuggets and the Grizzlies are going to play the winners of the play in games. Oh yeah. Um, why why so complicated? Why? It didn't used to be. I know, like, but what the playing is a little complicated, but it's fun. It's fun. It gives more teams a chance. You know, it, it makes it a little bit more exciting. But like, how? I mean, obviously, it's more so, variance. It, it's so new that we haven't really seen the magic work. But is there ever any? Is there ever a universe where you can imagine a playing team going further than winning their playing game and then going past the first round? Because, like, honestly, I don't. I mean, no. Uh, I don't think that's happened yet. Right. Well, it's only been it's only been like what three years, four years, four years. But the Pelicans gave the Suns a run for their money in the first round this last did. year, um, and it was a really good series, like really fun to watch. Um, so we get entertaining series series out of it, you know. And yeah, the, I guess. and the Timberwolves gave the Grizzlies a run for their money as well. I remember that. Yeah, that, that was, was a really good series. series. You know what I'm saying? And would those have happened? Yeah. Would those have happened? Yeah, because they, the the, they get the momentum of winning a play-in game, and exactly. now they're kind of feeling a little confident, have exactly. some time to figure out playoff basketball for maybe the youngins. So, you know, 
it could we could actually just end up with a rematch of the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. That'd be so much fun. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. First round. No Pat Bev. Pat Bev's in the East now. No Pat Bev, but they have Rudy Gobert. That's true. Rudy, big Rudy. Big Rudy. And Kyle Anderson. He he was on the Grizzlies last year. And now he's on the. the and now Wolves? he starts on the on the Timberwolves. Wow. Yeah. My how the so, tables have turned. So it would be an interesting series yeah. to say the least. And interesting we'll, series. And for all of you Pat Beverly fans, we'll still get we'll, we'll still get our fixes when we yeah. watch the Bulls. When the, the Bulls, Bulls. <laughs> when the Bulls lose their first playing game. God, I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. That should be the Pistons right there. That should be Killian Hayes losing his first playoff play-in game right there. I don't think – I don't ever want to see Killian Hayes <laughs> in the playoffs. That man is not. <laughs> we already had, Remember when we talked about – who we could think, who we could think which we could NBA be, player all time would realistically be the one on one? Killian Hayes, definitely Killian Hayes. I think I could be. Um, okay, for full disclosure, I don't think I could be any NBA player, even if I trained for the rest of my life in a one v one. Right. Um, Except Killian. But who would I have the best chance? Against? Yeah, who would you have the best chance of? I would probably say Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem. Right now, LeBron James. LeBron James in thirty. When he was six. When he was four. <laughs> when he was six. not six, he could probably. He's probably still got some nice handles. You know, he could probably still shoot. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan before he played basketball. Michael Jordan on the White Sox. Yeah, blind. Kobe while he was still in Europe, as he a was, child. <laughs> was he born in Europe? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Um. See Black Mamba. Shaq, in the womb. I could be in a one-on-one. Shaq's mom while she's pregnant. Shaq's mom. <laughs> Charles Barkley in golf. <laughs> in one-on-one golf. In one-on-one golf. Change, in, change the sport real the, quick. <laughs> now we're not even... <laughs> any professional athlete in any sport I could be. I could be Nate Robinson in a boxing match. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Nate Robinson. Poor he, Nate. He, he lives like near where I live. So, really? Yeah. Sammamish? So m- maybe he'll hear this podcast and I'll have to play him on the court. That'd be really funny. And he'll dunk on me. Oh, I thought you were going to fight him, like boxing. No. Yeah, well, I will have to if he dunks on me. Uh, you might. might he probably will. But at that point, I'm going to be dunking. So yeah, That's true. I'll dunk on him. Finn's been doing a lot of dunking work. I have. I've been doing slant boards and calf stretches oh. and... And and split squats. Lots I've been, of calisthenics. It's good. It, it's I feel great. I feel like limber. You feel loose. I'm getting looser. You know, like and I feel like my knees are stronger. Uh, I you know the knee pain is going away from after doing like, from after like doing basketball. I don't get knee pain. Mm-hmm. Um, ankle pain. Uh, stuff shin pain even too yep. like from all the pounding. You know, like of playing basketball. Like oh, yeah, I get sore after a little bit of pounding. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on um, to men's basketball. No, at the collegiate level, we're not talking about <laughs> men's basketball today. We're talking about we're talking about we're women's talking about, collegiate we're talking basketball. About the NCAA women's tournament, let's which go. I I had the pl- absolute pleasure in Seattle, my hometown, of going to see Ohio State versus Virginia Tech in the Elite Eight. I saw them. It was a great game. I had a blast. How close was the stadium to your your house? (sighs) With the traffic, it was half an hour. Oh, that's not bad at all. 40 40 minutes, probably. Must have been great entertainment, too. It was great, and it was 25 bucks, the tickets. And the security was really loose, so 
We had, we had the new nosebleeds, and we ended up sitting like seven rows from the court. That's so sick. It was just amazing. It was Got a great experience. How, how was the game? What was the final score? It was Virginia Tech won. It was pretty like tight the whole time. Virginia Tech... Um, pulled away in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just really got it going. Uh, their point guard, Georgia Amore, uh, she had a great game. She was like kind of the the catalyst for Virginia Tech mm-hmm. to win. Um, she had a buzzer beater to end the third quarter. Oh, yeah. And it was just kind of lights out from there. Oh, like, yeah. They'd never look back. Um, they have a center who's like 6'6". Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and she was pretty good. Um, she might. She's probably going to go to the WNBA, so... Um, you think so? Yeah. What's I like? Mean, what's like? Six. What's like the height of a woman? Because you know, there's like, if you're over seven foot, you make it to the NBA. What do you think? Six six. You think that's like six six? Like if yeah. you're six, a woman, five, you're six, definitely six. going to the WNBA. I think you've got a really good chance if you're like a really good athlete and you're six four. But dude, to be honest, like the WNBA is way harder to get into than the NBA. Yeah, I believe hundred percent. Um, just like mathematically, there's 144 players in playing in the WNBA. Right, because there's less teams. There's there's like smaller 12 rosters. Teams. There's 12 teams, 12 players a team. Mm-hmm. Right, 144. Yeah, like you gotta be really good. You gotta be in like one of the best like 200 players in the world. Yeah, at women's basketball. At women's basketball, right? Right. And so most of these women even though they're, like, amazing at basketball, probably won't make it to the WNBA. They'll probably mm-hmm. end up playing in a league overseas, yeah. which they'll probably make more money doing than in the WNBA. You think so? Yeah, I mean... Is there a market for women's basketball overseas? There is, yeah. Um, the Lithuanians. There is, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but she's six six. She was she was good, too. She averages, like, 20 points a game. That's good. So, Rebounds? Um, yeah, she grabs boards. <sighs> I think... I think the biggest knock on her was she wasn't really as aggressive as she could be, mm-hmm. given that she was six six. She could size. probably use her size more to her advantage. Yeah. Um, What's a wingspan looking like? Probably similar. Plus two, maybe. Uh, I'd say like probably just like the same just as even. her height. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, like, um, at the end of the game, she got like more. She went like more for like the bruiser like type of play. Mm-hmm play style she a got a bunch to be of reckoned with she got paint, she yeah. was the closer she got a bunch of free yeah. throws yeah, she ended that. the game mm-hmm. um but yeah georgia more uh lined him up and she, she was she was lights out and yep. they played they played a lot of uh press on her press defense which is where when you're uh taking the ball out after uh the end of a possession defense just plays super high up mm-hmm. and super close to you and tries to like get a turnover get a steal um, and it just like puts a lot of pressure on the point guard to like get out, to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not like a, if you're not level headed and you're not good at like seeing the court and like have a good handle, like it can really fuck you up. Mm-hmm. And she just, it, she almost, she, it was like she didn't even see them. Mm-hmm. She was like, She's light, cool. she just cut through them every single time they tried. And that's why they won the game, to be honest. Cause there was one possession she got like hit and she was out for, like one possession. Oh, really? And that possession, the press worked, and they got a turnover and scored. O- Ohio State did, and right. then she and then came she back came back, and, back like, <laughs> and it was just like it didn't. It stopped working again. Yeah. So, yeah, it, she was definitely MVP of that game. Um, there was a girl on Ohio State who shot like 
six of seven from three. Damn. And that was like mostly in the first half. And then they just stopped like feeding her. And yeah. I don't know why. She was she was just on well, it's fire. A di- it's a different it's a different type of view when you're actually on the court. Yeah, you know? I bet. It's but easier said than done. It is easier said than done, but she was their offense have for the you, first half. Have you seen an NBA game? Ever? I have not. I've seen this is something that's really funny. I've seen lots of baseball games and I've seen a couple bowls games, but I've never seen an an NFL game. So I've never seen an NFL game. Have you ever seen an NFL game? I've seen like three Seahawks games. Really? Yeah. Are they fun? They are. They're they um I feel like I don't need to go to like I would love no, you to, should go. It's like the energy my, is crazy. It's, it's on stressful. my bucket. It's on my bucket list to go to a Lions game. They are very high energy. Um and I would say um it it does feel very long mm-hmm. and like sometimes you like miss the action because you're like far away from it yeah. you're like oh my god what just happened um and you need to see like the replay or yeah, whatever on the big screen um but just being like i mean to be honest like i don't know if very many much very many stadiums in the nfl or like have the same energy as the the seahawks <laughs> oh, yeah. home stadium yeah you're gonna register but a, a earthquake detroit probably has a similar i think level now, of fandom. nowadays it's definitely plus they're in a dome so it gets really loud yeah so so i've heard <laughs> so i've heard it'll probably be a pretty good experience. I haven't seen an NBA game. This was the first professional basketball, basketball game. Yeah. Or not professional, but the okay, first yeah. uh, the first basketball game I've seen. Um, they don't get paid, so they're not professional. I yeah, guess. I guess. Well, that's new technical usage. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of like a high level. They're on. They're as skilled as professional athletes, right. but they aren't technically professional athletes. Yeah. But yeah, it was an amazing experience. That's and lovely. It made me excited to. I want to see some storm games uh yeah. hopefully this season um sky games you know go to chicago if yeah. you're ever in connecticut see a connecticut sun connecticut game. sun game yeah. let's go um, maybe gamble after if speaking you're of connecticut speaking of Conne- connecticut yeah, what, connecticut what's, is, what's been going on in connecticut on top of the world right now <laughs> they're feeling great because the men's team in the men's bracket which was kind of a uh boring compared and we haven't even gotten into the i've only talked about the one game i saw in the women's bracket we haven't even gotten into the the stars of the women's bracket because <laughs> there's so much to talk about there. Yeah. Um, but I'll just skim over the well, men's bracket very relatively quickly. Relatively compared to the women's bracket, I think the men's is boring. was pretty boring. Yeah, and but UConn won. UConn won their fifth, um, and it wasn't particularly close. They Not kind of, very. They kind of beat most teams. Well, I think the real challenge was uh, beating the U because the U was like, yeah. That I think they were probably the two most similar teams in yeah. the entire bracket. Just. Young hungry teams looking for some looking for some wins. They yeah. historically good franchise, solid guys, you know. Yeah. Lots of eyes, kinda lower middle to lower seed. I feel like that was kind of the final for yeah. me. Um, you know, biggest thing in the men's bracket was the sixteenth seed beating the first seed God. in that first in that first game. That was like the biggest thing. We love that. Um but back to the women's bracket, which is where all the action happened. This where all year. the real stuff. So happened. there's this there's this woman this certain individual named whose name is caitlin clark who has just like the world like she just like let the world know who she is like this this and i knew who she was before the tournament i'd like done a little bit of like um preliminary preliminary research um just because she was on a hot streak before the tournament yeah she's already setting records she was already yes yeah she was already breaking records Um, she's on her war path already yeah and she just, and I'm going to, I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life because I've went to see Ohio State and Virginia Tech, but the day I got those tickets, 
was the day that she played in Seattle and had a 40-point triple-double, mm. and I could have gone to see it. And I, and I just didn't realize it was happening. Really? You didn't run? You What? I didn't How realize. How did you not know? I didn't realize. It's the Elite Eight. I know. Um, <laughs> and I, like, I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life, I not think. Seeing, no, well, you're going to get another chance. Yeah, she's she's still gonna go one, the, she has one more year. Yeah, but it, the, that's the thing is the Elite Eight isn't going to be held in Seattle next year. Could be held somewhere else. I mean, like, well, you were just home for Seattle because. But seeing it—that's what I'm saying. Seeing her at home in oh, my home, okay, well, stadium. Well, okay. Well, yeah, that, that was is like, a special opportunity that I missed. It's like a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, I unless guess. she gets drafted by the Storm. Well, she, well she's gonna play the Storm. You know, if when she's in the W, she's gonna play the Storm. So right, I will get. Be able you'll to see definitely her. get another chance. But, but I was um, just talking about like getting another chance to see Caitlin Clark. I just don't know, like a forty point triple double, like. I don't that that would have been a crazy to see in person. Yeah, I know. Um, and I watched some of I watched like some of the Iowa games. It's just like she's just like on a, in another stratosphere. Like oh, yeah. she's just like insanely dominant um, in all of those games. And but in the end, um, it's a team game, and that's <laughs> why true. Iowa um, Iowa lost in the final in the final yeah. matchup. It with was LSU. a tough, It was a battle. It was a tough game. And I was credit to really, LSU. They played hard. Yeah, but they. I think it was pretty apparent. Like, I think Iowa got a little bit too comfortable riding on this Caitlin Clark wave. Yeah, and um, no, they also to, had some. They had foul trouble, which was kind of right. Um, Caitlin lame. Clark got a T. Right? Yeah, and I. I mean, that's the big controversy. That there was some controversy. Talk, like, everyone's talking about it. It's like you mm. can't do anything about it now. But I know. Um, it is lame. You know, like let them play. <laughs> let the girls play. Let 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 those women play. Yeah. Um, God forbid they ever show any sort of outlandish emotion. Yeah. How dare they? I, how dare they put passion into their game? Especially in the game. title game, your yeah, entire right. like year has been building up, culminating to this point. Like, <laughs> it, it makes sense to me that you would display emotion. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. Well, and well, so when you put it like that, <laughs> so it's like, um. You know, it's disappointing for her, but it's also, like, a crowning achievement for everyone on LSU. Yeah. Um, winning that title game. The real... Um, the, the, real most, the most... Not only did they win a title game, they won the most viewed title game what? ever. Ever. I'm not... It was got way more views than the men's final. It So, it, not just the final. Like, the Elite Eight had, like... The Final Four, their, the tickets for the women's Final Four were quadrupled the price of the men's, men's final, final four, four tickets. Damn. Which is like Damn. not n- normally what happens, right? Like that's not the that's not the trend. Right. Um and the Elite Eight viewership for um for the NCAA women's bracket, only one of the games in the Elite Eight, one of the four games, um had less, less views viewers than the, than the average NBA game. Wow. The average NBA game. I thought you were going to say the uh, men's bracket. No, average wow. NBA game. Uh, and one of them, the one with Iowa, the one that I should have gone to see, mm-hmm. was had more views than all, than all but one NBA game. Wow. In the regular season, which, which was Knicks Celtics, like two of the biggest <laughs> franchises. Well, obviously. And I might be getting that wrong, like, like slightly. No, it, it might the, have had more. You definitely got the idea, right? Like, yeah. it's just, well, that, it's taken off to a level that is, like, completely unprecedented. Well, that's the thing. I think just watching the women's basketball, the, the real winners, the real winners were the viewers. Because, like, we all, got a, we all got a fantastic show. 
And I think it's kind of endearing to the spirit and the volatility of women's basketball because we're still talking about it a week later. Like, the biggest storylines. I've already forgotten about the men's bracket, like, yeah. high key. I, I didn't pay attention to the men's bracket at and all. And even, like, think about big the big moments of this last season. You can think about the LeBron no call or the LeBron fake call yeah. against the Celtics. Yeah. You can think about all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, nothing has kind of lingered on f- more than just the – like the Caitlin Clark stuff and the LSU stuff, and nothing Crazy. is nothing has got us talking more than that. The only thing that is above that is the NBA, right now. Yeah. In, in terms of like what gets coverage. Oh right. In yeah. In terms of like story. Yeah, of course. In terms of storyline, well, I'd say in the sports world. Are you kidding but me? For, like, but for for a few days in the sports world, Caitlin Clark was the single biggest name, like in, in the United States. Yeah. And it's like the fact that like. <laughs> I think it was really funny. I think this is the moment when I was just like, oh, oh shit, like now we got now the game is being changed. The fact that when I opened Twitter, I saw Robert Griffin the third tweeting about, about the LSU Iowa game. Yeah. Like three days later. Yeah. I'm like, what is he doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's like and what's crazy is like women's basketball right now in a lot of ways is in its infancy in terms of in terms of how long the w a professional league has existed right okay in the united states um for women's basketball yeah they there's some like player negotiation things that happened in the nba in the 80s that haven't happened for the WNBA yet yeah and also the sport as well hasn't matured right like women's basketball as a concept has not existed has only existed since like the 1960s once title nine was created to include women's sports exactly and and even then there was no professional like outside of the olympics maybe so the WNBA has only existed for since like 1998 i think that's kind of why it works if that makes sense like i think the the issue with the nfl the NBA and especially the MLB is just this notion of like tradition, and the MLB it's is kind a monolith. Of, it's like a monolith. Yeah, it's like a it's part of our uh, it's part of our culture. It's mm-hmm. not very flexible. It's not very fluid or tangible. It's like, no, yeah, it's and, hard to change. And that's what I think the WNBA and specifically college women's basketball is just doing so right is that it's not. It's it just has so much room to like to grow to grow and it's just it's exciting. Of, it's all just it's all just soaking in the nuance and the social awareness of it all. It's just fantastic. I want to eat it. I want to eat it up. I've also I was I've been listening to a lot of like first take on TV and stuff with like Stephen A and like Kendrick Perkins and stuff and I've listened to a lot of like what they've been saying about 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 um uh and I don't agree with a lot of the things they say. Well, we don't really bring up to. Just a quick aside, we don't bring up Stephen A or other sports analysis. Like, Not really, ever, ever. Which is, no. so, I, I think it's, but it's I, fine. But I do listen to them yeah. and uh, in my, sometimes in my free time. And it's interesting, like, hearing them talk about women's basketball because Kendrick Perkins had this, like, Perk. had this take, which I really agreed with, which is that the way women's basketball is played is not played like like men's basketball. Yeah. Like, they play harder they play because, like, when you think about it, like NBA, like WNBA, hundred and forty-four positions, like hundred forty-four slots mm-hmm. that you can make. NBA, there's like 
you'll, triple that. You'll get paid fifty million for doing nothing. Half exactly. The season, right? Exactly. So it's like you, you got to fight. Drive. You got to fight for those spots, oh, right? Yeah. And you're not even getting paid as much oh, yeah. as well. Well, like the theatrical aspect so, of women's basketball too. So it's just like ooh. college women's basketball. These might be the most meaningful games you ever play in your oh, yeah. life. I think that's why people. So th- they're it's tooth and nail they're playing. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like because for most of them, like the vast majority of them, they won't be able to like play on that same level at least in the u.s oh yeah and so like just that that adds like a level of intensity to it that doesn't exist in men's yeah and that's i think that's also a big thing about college sports too i think being now in my college years i never was really into college basketball or football but it's like you know these are kids and half of them are gonna leave and get jobs and like be adults, you know? And it's like, this is their team. This is their whole, like, this is the best years of their lives. And it's coming to an end. It's like, it's also that and they're, aspect. And they're fighting tooth and nail to prolong it. Oh, yeah. You it's know what like, I'm... it's kind of, it's kind of beautiful and really like representative of the human condition and like mm-hmm. the in- inevitability of change. And it's just like, I, I kind of forget sometimes that it's just like a fucking game of throwing ball and it's, putting ball in. But it's hoop. so much more than that. Oh, it's so much more than that. It's, it's, it's just like, um, and I think almost like, and I've, I've kind of fallen in love with basketball, like over the past year and a half kind of, um, but it's just because like the way basketball is the way it's almost positionless, the way like Mm -hmm. everyone can do anything necessary, like, like if they want, they could like, you're five ten you could play center. Sure. In pickup basketball. Yeah. If you can jump high. (laughs) I've done that before. You've done that. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like. So like you like, but maybe not on the highest level, right? You know what I mean? But like probably not for me. But buddy. just how fluid it is, and how yeah, and how much. But it's also very much a team game too. But it's co- oh, completely a team game, and it's, that's another thing that's different about women's basketball, is it's more of a team game than men's basketball. I, know. I think what the what's been drawing me into basketball, other than just the idea of being really good at basketball, being super appealing to me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more like. It's an individualistic sport, obviously, as you say, but it's it, it's less about the team dynamic and more about like the team mental, how everybody on the court on your side is currently thinking and reacting to the game. It's a very fluid thing that you gotta feel. It's an organism. It's like an, it's kind of like a living. living it's like a living, living, breathing thing. So if like if someone yeah. hits a three and you feel like shit, like. I already know all my teammates are trying to feel like, are feeling like shit, and it's like, yeah. how are you gonna adjust your game to try and predict and like think about how these other people are reacting to things? And so it's like yeah. when I see, you know, Caitlin Clark get teed up for pushing down on the ground, and people start freaking out. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, like here it goes, yeah. And it's just like it's amazing, like this this wave of, um, you know. I've said this a few times and I think it's true. Um, and that's like this wave of, of, um, women going into the WNBA could be what Larry Bird and Magic Johnson was for the NBA in like the eighties. These superstars, these super, the rivalries in college could translate to the NBA, NBA the, into the W. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now people are like, "Oh, Caitlin Clark, like, she's playing her again." What well, like, I forget her name. name. Uh, Diamond. Diamond. Uh, I'm gonna fuck this up, dude. I, I feel bad. 
Uh, I know, I know, uh, I know a lot of the players, but um, hey, you remember the the point guard for Ohio State? Yeah, so. I saw that game. Wow. So, uh, um, but yeah, I, I forget her name, but um, I, I'm gonna beat myself up about this because I know it. I just forget it. Um, <laughs> but helps. you know, not even not even just LSU though. Like South Carolina, mm-hmm. when Aaliyah Boston, she's going to the WNBA next year, oh, and yeah? she's arguably better at basketball than um than uh caitlin clark she's arguably like but she just plays on a team with a stacked roster okay and so she has to play team ball but Mm -hmm. she and she there's things that she does that caitlin clark can't do right and how tall is she she's tall she's a forward um um caitlin clark's a guard but that rivalry could continue yeah right into the now there's like this whole conversation of like First of all, Caitlin Clark has a chip on her shoulder, breaking all the records. And right. now you got people on the LSU and South Carolina roster coming in because they're awesome too, but they're yeah. not getting any fucking attention either. And they're and, angry. Oh, yeah. they're pissed. But they, but LSU won, and you know, so like, there's like, now, there's ooh. so many <laughs> narratives. You know what I mean? And like, that's amazing for for women's basketball. Yeah, right. Like, if I, if the Chicago Sky drafted Caitlin Clark, I would be legitimately happy. I would be so excited. I would be like, let's fucking go. If, I'm getting if a Caitlin Clark if Caitlin, jersey. If any of these players that I've been watching, like the Virginia Tech point guard, if she went to the Storm, like, <laughs> let's fucking I would go. be like let's fucking go like i watched her in college now i'm invested in this fucking you know what i mean and that's the thing it's just very human it's a very like it's a deep thing and then you can't you can't help but empathize and like connect and relate to these people who do not give a fuck about who you are but this like the storylines is just so and that's why that's why the WNBA and just women's basketball in general is is about to explode Mm -hmm. and i truly believe that because what we have just like witnessed like this like is a is a touchstone mm-hmm. in in basketball history i, I like i want to invest like i wish there was some sort of like yeah. way to invest in women's basketball because it's this isn't just like a fluke no, like this this all. this just like explosion in interest isn't a fluke it's the culmination and the the tension and the build-up of mm-hmm. 10 20 years oh yeah it's the meticulous organization and the observation of a fluid league Exactly. They couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but I agree. Uh, but hey, you said, what was that big fucking word that you used like 20 minutes ago? Oh, heliocentric. Heliocentric. I get my big sent. I get my big words today, too. Okay. We'll get, my, we'll get our big words in. There. in. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it can't be overstated. Like this interest, I would be, I would be completely like, I would be... I would bet money that it continues into the professional leagues. Oh, yeah. And I'll bet money that the WNBA in the next 10 years expands to more cities. Right. Just explodes. There's going to be a new CBA. There's going to be a new, like, a player agreement um, oh, yeah. with the league and everything. More they might get jets. They don't have jets right now. They fly They fly commercial. Ugh. So um, that's probably going to happen in the next 10 years, you know. That sucks. Imagine, imagine being 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, exactly. Imagine being six six, and you're like, "Fuck, gotta fly Spirit Economy." <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's that bad, but they, yeah, I like, don't know, I don't know. Um, Maybe for the Connecticut Sun. But yeah, like, so it's it's a we're it's like a moment in history that we've just witnessed. Yeah. And like, I'm just glad that I got to I can say like that I was there. Right. 
You know what I mean? Well, I think something that you said earlier about it being the WNBA being in its infancy, I think that it's going to grow up very soon. But I can foresee the awkward teenage phase. Oh, for sure. All ahead of me because that's when once like more money starts pouring in, that's like, you know, more money, more problems. So now it's going to yeah. be like litigation. There's going to be expansion. And then the big thing for me is how the this NBA owned entity is going to react to the WNBA stealing its market cap and stealing its attention and right. taking away from it because now there's going to be a, now there's going to be a big dog in it because I like to think about the WNBA not as just like I, I I imagine it not as like you know the secondary thing it's like MLB NBA hockey NFL WNBA it's a different league there's going to be five it's not it doesn't feel like an affiliate league to the NBA right it's not it's it it that's what the NBA is treating it like, as all, our roommate Ollie, Ollie Lopez will tell you. That's what it's treating it like, and it's like you know stunting it its growth. It. Yeah. But this like thing that's happening, I don't know if there's anything you can do to stop it. No, it's organic. That's why right? it's not artificial growth. This is organic growth, right? Which is ugh, so refreshing. It is. I love it's to see it. Exciting to see. It's, love to see it. And it's just like very positive. It's like <laughs> things moving in a direction that is like good yeah, for right. for the sport. Um, <laughs> For media, like the way basketball is handled in the media, you mm-hmm. know, um, just like in general, there's nothing, nothing bad is going to come out of, out of this as a result. And, and I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Cause our generation needs that. Yeah. Cause we like, I mean, my dad probably grew up watching the NBA transform and he yeah. is really as, uh, attached to that. Yeah. And like, same with older people in like well, hockey. Also think about it this way, right? Like how many how many young girls just watched Caitlin Clark do what she did? Oh yeah, in the playoffs, oh, and yeah. they're like, "I want to be like her." Oh yeah, you know. And like, now it's like, oh, the seeds have already. There's Kate, literally nothing you can do to stop it because all those basketball players that are in the that are in um, college women's basketball right now, there was someone like that for them when they were growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was Tarasi, like Diana Tarasi, Sue Bird, um, Brittany Griner. Yeah, like like any of these players, you know what I mean? Like uh, Maya Moore, mm-hmm. any of these players, like those players had an impact on the basketball players that we have now that oh, are yeah. coming into the league. And these basketball players that are coming into the league now are going to have an impact on kids 10 years from now. Right. And now we're, we get to, as you know, young adults growing up in, in a, into a new society, into our new generation where we're going to be kind of like forming our own identities as adults i think that the wnba is going to be pivotal in terms of like what the american gen z like ethos is made up of i think that it's so groundbreaking and Mm -hmm. so like influential and transformative because sports are very are very pivotal to like Mm -hmm. you know a generation Culture. culture and how generation thinks of themselves right you know it's like when you think of the 80s, Michael Jordan is in that conversation 100% of the time. And it's like... Or 90s. Or 90s. Well, yeah, I guess. That was, that was Michael Jordan's decade. I guess. 90s. Okay, so the 80s is like is Bird Magic and, Johnson yeah, and Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar. And now and, it's like, I want yeah. I really want the 2020s to just be like... 2010s was LeBron James. LeBron James. Kobe was the 2000s. And now it's like, I want it to be like, this generation hones on to this new exciting thing and there's new idols. It's very... 
it's very like forward thinking and mm-hmm. it's and it's working which is like mm-hmm. it fucking feels so good yeah like thank god something's actually working that we can identify to you know and and you had a question earlier you had a or a statement where you said like i want to invest in the WNBA like i want to invest in women's professional basketball and i have an answer for you <laughs> on how you can do that what we're doing right now I thought you were going to say, like, DraftKings or something like no. that. No. <laughs> Prize picks. Prize picks. <laughs> no. Uh, what we're doing right now is is investing. Oh, yeah. Because making, like, making a show, um, running a show that's talking about that and that, like, is an active part of our dialogue, you know, where we, we talk about it every single week and it's, like, we market ourselves, market ourselves that way. Like, mm-hmm. that's investing in it because if that popularity increases – so do we so are we you know what i mean so that is an investment yeah this is adding to our ethos as sports commentators we are you know i didn't even like basketball two years ago three years ago so i'm always open to change and i'm always open to new sports i think that's the that is the new commentator yeah that's the new sports guy yeah it's just being open and ready to change and i just love the way human beings come come through and ex- and express themselves through sport. Um, well, I think that's what's that's what it's all about. That's oh, completely. I think that's just what we do. Completely. You know, Michael Jordan as a basketball player was amazing and the greatest or second greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But Michael Jordan the person, the personality, the the enigma mm-hmm. that it was Michael Jordan, that was what made him transcend. Oh yeah. It's everlasting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why LeBron's the GOAT, because he's taken that way further than Michael Jordan ever <laughs> did. Like, now he's using his power. Okay, it was no, but we, I think that's just, it's a it's a really beautiful thing, but I think that people sometimes forget that expressionist and expressionism through this, this, like, what's the word? The zeitgeist of sports, this kind of the a medium mad, of sports, the medium of sports. It's like that's what we're covering because even when we cover fantasy football, it's like that's how we express and that's how we we communicate and find ourselves and that's how we relate. Is we we associate these numbers and statistics and friendship and conversation to this game mm-hmm. of people who are <laughs> like just doing what they love and expressing themselves. And it's like it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah. Um. And. You know, and like there's there's always going to be negative press associated with things, you know, like there's this whole like thing about how like, uh, you know, Caitlin Clark did the John Cena thing. And then like when LSU beat her, um, the they main, did the, the clay she, thing she did it back to her. Fourth. I thought it was she the did clay. it with the ring and she also kept on doing like okay, the John she did Cena that thing. Too, yeah. And people were like, oh, my God, it's so disrespectful. Yeah. Like and it's like <laughs> I bet you LeBron James calls people. Horrible, <laughs> heinous words. Yeah, every time Probably. he's on the court. Probably, I don't know, but but you know, <laughs> even though even though people were like probably like think it's disrespectful or whatever, yeah. that is so good for the sport. <laughs> you know, like, what she did, like doing that back to Caitlin Clark, that just her doing that is probably just a massive moment. Oh yeah, in, like that's like one of the <laughs> that's one of like the most important moments of like. The past decade in women's in women's when basketball women's sports is when Kaylin Clark got shut down and then she got fucking John for Cena women's basketball. Back in her like face. that might be one of the things that like sp- like sparks. Well, yeah, that's this is the this is the pivotal moment. This is the yeah. watershed moment. And 
I'm, you know, I, and also I do want to say like I don't want to discount all the women that came before no, these, not at these all, women. Not at you know, all. I don't want, um, I don't want these aren't the only people that matter, right? Mm-hmm. And the amount of people and the amount of sweat and tears and blood that went into basketball up to this point made that moment happen made these things possible right it's like you know diana Taurasi and sue bird on yukon back in the day oh yeah that moments like that made what happened now possible and that's the that's a history major (laughs) that's what i that is what i love cause and effect it's cause and effect that's what i love to see and i think that so so rare is it to have a moment where you can just kind of understand and kind of acknowledge what a moment means to the the whole kind of the whole grand scheme of things and what it means to a sport and what it means to a person mm-hmm. but also get really fucking excited about it at yeah, the exact yeah, same yeah. time yeah well I, I think that um you know the a male audience has been reached oh, as yeah. well by by what's happened and like i think it's an audience that the WNBA wasn't really actively trying to target. I don't think they were even they were even thinking about it. No, I think they were trying to target more women, which makes sense, you know, like but also <laughs> I'm not going to also gonna knock it, them for it. But also like there's people out there who love basketball, you know, and like mm-hmm. if you love basketball like it doesn't you're going to love the WNBA like and if you don't then you just love men, man. Like yeah, you, just you just love LeBron James. You just you're there for the star power, yeah. you know? And you're there for like the hammer dunks and like the, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and are, do you care about basketball? Right. Like is basketball why you're there? Like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause like everyone, <laughs> everyone, I think every person who just genuinely loves a sport mm-hmm. doesn't matter who's playing. Yeah. You can true. appreciate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can understand and like, comprehend. I, I could watch, I could watch the fucking, uh, Atlanta Falcons against, the fucking um the panthers not the panthers i wouldn't watch that but the uh i'm trying to think of a lame ass team uh the jets no the jets are kind of interesting the this browns is, yeah the fucking i could watch the atlanta falcons versus the browns and i can still appreciate football yeah or you could watch Even last if, you could watch last chance and i might and i might close my eyes when deshaun watson is playing <laughs> because um that's not football <laughs> that's not football uh but i can appreciate football the sport even yeah. if neither of these teams have my fandom and my mm-hmm. my admiration and my my love you can still appreciate a good sport. game yeah you can still really appreciate a good game and that's that's what is at the core of a true fan in my opinion that's what it doesn't matter who's playing like you can yeah. you can just and i'm I, honestly Part of why I think I really do appreciate basketball is because I've begun my basketball journey without a team. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a, you know, the Seattle Storm are my team, but I don't have a, I started watching the NBA and I don't have a team to root for. In the well, it, I guess it just kind of forces you to. I just have to watch all the games. You have to watch all the games. And same here. I mean, I'm not watching the fucking Pistons. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? And maybe you will when they're when good. When they're good. But, but I think this is a really healthy adjustment period for the both of us. Yeah. Just kind of getting eased into it. But it's it. great because I can just like appreciate it for being basketball. Yeah. And not just being like the Warriors. I can root against the Warriors. Yeah. And that's what. Just, I root against OKC and I root against the Warriors and doesn't matter who wins as long as it's not them yeah 
I think that's the thing too with Ale is like he's the biggest diehard Warriors fan, but he's all he's at heart he's a fan of basketball because yes, like we'll definitely. be we'll be watching like a Clippers Thunder game or whatever, and he's just like oh, and he still just, wants to watch it. He yeah. still wants to get it. He still gives the same amount of energy and like still gives the same. I don't know about the same. Amount well, of energy, relatively, but he puts like, in a lot of. He energy. puts it. He still puts in like just so much energy, and like he's a true fan. It's like he, it, he loves the sport. Yeah, and with that, I think that's our time. That is our time. Yep. Boy, what a what a lovely. Just a very positive yeah. episode. Um, yeah, my heart is full right now. Me too. Me too. Um, and for anyone who listens, I'm glad you got to join us on this journey, uh, this discussion. Hopefully, it filled up your heart. Hopefully, <laughs> you're excited for things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you have a renewed interest or a new interest in in women's basketball. Yeah. Because um, I know I do. Uh, and, you know, I'm glad that it came very early into my appreciation for basketball um, before I had any time to get set in my ways. <laughs> set in your way? Yeah. Because uh, who knows? Maybe I'd be a grouchy old man who doesn't want to watch uh, women's games. Doesn't want to watch any of those dang women play. <laughs> How dare um, they express themselves. So, but, um, yeah, uh, I don't have anything else to say. I yeah. don't think we're we're done for the week. I'm ready. I'm ready to upload this episode to Spotify and take a nice long nap. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in mm-hmm. uh, on Spotify. Thank you for listening, uh, everyone out there. Uh, make sure that you rate us five stars. Yeah. If you have any questions, you can ask questions on Spotify. We can answer those. Really? Show. Is they that can. a new? Is that a new? Th- That's a feature. Wow, um, dude, I can get rid of the hotline. They got like yeah. two emails. Yeah, so so <laughs> ask your questions ask on your Spotify. Questions on Spotify and we'll answer um, them. We'll answer them. Any questions you want, like we'll answer. Um, doesn't matter how hard they are, as long as they're serious and in good faith. Yeah. Um, we might do a silly question or two. Yeah, we'll take just send your questions. Send your you questions know. in and we'll we'll see what we can do about it. But yeah, uh, thank you all. Um, this has been good news, bad news, more news, sports. Yeah, be sure to stay tuned in for you radio listeners. But we, mostly good news. But sports. mostly good news, sports. Yeah, for you radio listeners, be sure to stay tuned in for the incomparable same wavelength radio, eleven to twelve, the best midnight show on Thursdays. I'd say. Is it midnight show or eleven o'clock? Show? It's eleven to midnight show. Okay, so it'll be on during midnight. But anyways, this has been Ryan, the permanent guest, and this is Finn is fine. DJ Finn is fine. Not a DJ, just finish fine. Just finish fine. See ya! We're out.